You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. Sure, an argument can be made that the junior sector has sucked over the last couple of years. But the, like I said earlier in, the, in this discussion, the quality projects are being financed and they're starting to bifurcate. So if you get into the, the right stocks, at this and around this time over the past you know six months to a year and you've been accumulating these positions in the right companies you're going to do very well in the next couple of years because we know we all know that this sector is about to flip we just don't know when it's going to happen you are listening to mse i'm bill powers your host thanks for tuning in chatting today with my friend david earthley from junior minor junkie with a y.com david welcome back onto the show and many people are talking about whether we are or or are not at a cyclical bottom here in the junior gold stocks, you've seen multiple bottoms in the gold stocks. How, if this is a bottom, how does it differ than previous bottoms that you've discerned in retrospect? Yeah, yeah, we were talking about this right before you press record. And thanks again for having me on. Always, always great to talk to you. I always look forward to these chats. Um, yeah, it's, you know, I've been here a few times to where, you know, where we're all at right now. Anybody who's listening, they're probably, you know, feeling the same way uh, we are as far as the juniors are concerned. But the last two times I was, uh, I was uh, at the, the market was, was in a sentiment uh, situation as it is right now. And um, it was the gold price was threatening to break down that along with the gold stocks that had already broken down. Now it's, it's complete opposite. We have a gold price that's, already broken out intraday it hasn't broken broken out technically into a noble market yet but it's threatening to break out and yet the juniors continue to sell off and you know we've talked about the reasons why for this in the past so i won't go into it but um as far as comparison is concerned it is a lot like late 2015 early 2016 but back then not very many projects were getting financed the, the 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 money window was tight for everyone but not this time i mean now the really good projects that are run by really good people in really good jurisdictions and they have blue sky potential and they're getting financed um granted the 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 the, the money is more expensive now because we're not in a zero interest rate environment anymore you know, the, the discount rate they should be using then the uh, the CapEx to build these mines should be an 8% discount rate, not 5 uh, You know, I don't know why they continue to use 5 but that's another story. But anyway, I mean, as far as the sentiment is concerned, I mean, we've, we've reached maximum pessimism. We've reached it. You could tell that, you could tell that in a lot of these juniors that continue to bifurcate higher and uh, the ones that are going lower, the street knows they need money because let's face it, the, the street is controlling a lot of these stocks right now because there's no there's no retail interest out there to take up the slack, right? So basically there's, there's I hate to say this, but there's no dumb money out there to take up the slack. So if the street sees, okay, look, wow, this 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 company's released their but their their uh their work program for 2024, they're gonna need money. We're gonna continue to sit on their stock, right? Until they announce a finance and then we're going to be able to get into that finance really cheap, probably get a warrant, half warrant, full warrant. So we're just going to wait and we're going to keep pressure on the stock. And then they could, they can continue to do that until this sector turns, until that switch flips. Right. 
And, you know, we know what that switch flip looks like because it's happened in the past. I mean, I, you know, experienced it a few times, so I know exactly what to look for. And um, I know exactly the, the right, the, the type of companies to invest in while waiting. I mean, that's, that's the thing, right? I mean, you got to be into the right companies right now while you're waiting for that switch to flip. When you're an executive of one of these juniors, you've got to communicate to the markets. So there has to be some sort of IR budget. But one of the things we're seeing is that, especially with early stage companies, like there's no amount of promotion that's going to move a stock, right? There's no, no liquidity. You're there's no money. Yeah. If you're an early stage company right now and you're and you're promoting, you're, you're spending money on promotion, you know, it's, it's pretty much wasted promotion. Unless you've already made a major discovery and you're promoting that discovery and the market is giving you love for that discovery, then yes. But you're still seeing a lot of these small raises. I just saw I just saw a few of them last week. These small one, two million raises. That's keep the lights on money. It takes, you know, it takes between one to two million bucks to keep the lights on in, in juniors right now. So, you know, um, you got to stay away from companies like that. Stay away from companies that need money. And then when they finally do raise money, it's not even going to cover a 5,000 meter drill program. You know, I mean, that's that's hope. Hope and dreams co companies are the ones to stay away from right now. Well, they have been for the past few years. And I have been staying away from them. When you say that the good projects can still get financed, it seems to me, though, like more of the novel projects that maybe haven't been known for years, but maybe have a more recent discovery. Don't you see capital flowing to those a little more than some of what you and I might say is a good project, but it's been known for longer. So its luster has come off for new dollars. Absolutely. And yes, there are a few discovery plays that have really done well. Look at Snowline. You know, there's a, and, you know, Snowline, there's no infrastructure there and it's over $1,000 a meter to drill. And yet that stock continues to go higher and the market cap goes closer and closer to a billion dollars. So there is a few of these companies that are getting a lot of love from the market. But, you know, as a whole, they're not. You know, it's, you know, you're taking a big risk if you're, if, if, if you're investing in, in these early stage companies right now. Why bother when you can, you know, you could invest in these quality juniors that 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 have got something and they've done a great job de-risking this thing. They've raised money at the right times. They've kept their share structure generally tight. Um, they're in they're in a good jurisdiction. They've got blue sky potential on their property. Um, you know, the 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 street hasn't been able to force their stocks down lower because they have the access to capital. They've got a fully funded budget for 2024. They've got a lot of ounces in the ground. They got high margin projects. I mean, that's why it's a great. This is a this is a great market right now. Let's face it. I mean, it is a great market for for speculation. But you know, I mean, you you, you just have to um, pay attention and invest in the right companies. I can't stress that enough because if if you're going to bottom fish and you're going to and you're going to try to build a portfolio here at the bottom. And that's what you should be doing if you're in this sector. And don't put any more than 5% of your capital in any, any one company. I mean, that's one of my rules. I just never do that. I don't care how great a junior looks. I'm, I look at a junior, I say, wow, this ticks every single box, which is rare. I'm going to load up on this thing. <laughs> I've learned in the past, you don't do that. You just, you have to collect a basket and you have to, and, and you can't overweight in, in, into one. And there are going to be several of them that are going to go bad on you. It's going to happen. I mean, most of the stocks you invest in in this sector are going to lose money. You have to know that before getting into it. But the ones that you get right, all it takes is just a few of them 
to, for you to get right and you'll do really, really well and you'll more than cover your losses and you'll make a very good living in the sector. I mean, it's, I've said this in the past that it, this is the, this is, this is the, the most challenging, most difficult market to make an easy living in if you know what you're doing. Dave, when you see a spike down, you, there's a junior that you have your eye on. It's on your watch list in this market and you like the management. They got some money. They got a good project. You see a spike down which you and I know could just be one guy selling. He's got $200,000 worth of share. He needed to exit for some reason. Oh, there's fund redemptions going on like crazy right Ex now. You see exactly. you see a, a, a big volume spike in a stock and a, and a fishing line, call up management and, you know, and, and say, hey, look, what happened? There was no news. What happened? Well, this fund is getting out or this, you know, or this, th or this whale decided to, to shift his capital elsewhere. I mean, that's usually what it is. That's a, that's a buying opportunity. And if, would you, you would know. you buy like if if it's on your watch list you've already screened it do you usually pull the trigger when I've you done it. it I've done it several times in the past yes I mean I've I I have I've had things on my watch list for years before I get into them I mean you know Novo Resources way back you know in 2017 was you know was one of those I watched it for years you know I kept in contact with Quentin and every time I saw him at a conference how close are you to 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 doing what you you know what you planned and getting close to to what you think is happening there and and you know I got I got, I got lucky but I put myself in the position position to get lucky that's what you need to do you need to watch these things for a long time get familiar with the company get familiar with the chart get familiar with it, how it trades uh, keep in contact with management um, that's why I go to these conferences you know I don't go to all of them I I just go to I just narrowed it down to two now they're every six months. I go to Beaver Creek and I go to PDAC because all the companies that I, all the companies and all the people I want to talk to go to both. So, um, you know, you have to keep your head in the game. You have to, yeah. And this is a great time to do all this research because let's face it, nobody wants juniors right now. And, you know, when you're a contrary investor and you have to be a contrarian investor in the sector, that's, that, that's the best time to buy because the, the, the most money you're going to make is the investment you, you make in a market just like this. You have a lot of small cap investors teach that illiquidity is your friend when you buy the stock because you want to get in before the liquidity is there. Okay. Right. The, However, the more it hurts when you press that buy button, the better it is. <laughs> okay. Now that may be true and I've experienced that myself. However, we have to admit that for you and I and these juniors, it's becoming more illiquid to where the ETFs oh, yeah. are not going down the food chain. US money, even your my and your money it's harder for us to even buy in brokerage account. If the stock's under a dollar in a lot of accounts, you can't even yep. buy it. So that does bother me a little with some of the big positions I have. Uh, any more thoughts you have on this, Dave? Yeah. I mean, it happened uh, Monday last week, right? Right out of the out of the blue, um, the SILJ was part of this, um, uh, this benchmark switch where um, this, uh, this new company, uh, Amplify, Prime Junior uh, Silver Miners ET. It's now a, it's not Vanek anymore. The SILJ. It's now Amplify Prime Junior Silver Miners, and they switched their benchmarks. So so they 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 put a surprise on the market and basically said, look, we're we're reweighting or adding or deleting seventy four different juniors. A uh, BMO put out a put out a release where they where they that they sussed that it was that it was 74 companies i think it was probably based on the volume because you saw these huge huge volume spikes in a lot of these silver and copper related juniors and basically what what is happening is in these ETFs these so-called junior ETFs right 
they're becoming a lot less junior because of those of liquidity issues. So, you know, when I came into this sector back in 2003, there was no GDXJ, there was no SILJ, and there was no GDX either. So, um, these, these, these stocks can move without the benefit of being in these ETFs. So, um, but what's happening is they're taking out these smaller cap juniors, making them less junior. They're becoming basically mid-tier ETFs, and they're even putting large cap royalty uh, streaming companies in them, along with mid-tiers and some majors to get the liquidity. So even though they call themselves junior indexes, they're not really junior indexes. So, you know, you, you need to do what what I've been doing, you know, for the past 20 years is basically create my own fund, create my own basket of, of companies that I think are the best and manage it yourself uh, because you can't really use these ETFs as a barometer anymore for the sector. You can't look at the GDXJ and go, wow, look, GDXJ is down today. It's going down a lot more because the junior sector sucks. You know, I mean, yeah, sure. An argument can be made that the junior sector has sucked over the last couple of years. But the, like I said earlier in the, in this discussion, the, the, the quality projects are being financed and they're starting to bifurcate. So if you get into the, the right stocks at this, at around this time over the past, you know, six months to a year, and you've been accumulating these positions in the right companies, you're going to do very well in the next couple of years, because we know, we all know that this sector is about to flip. We just don't know when it's going to happen. Um, but you know, in 2008 and late 2015, early 2016, those were both election years. Um, you know, the, the gold price has been doing well in, in 2016 and also 2020, you also had the the, the the gold price starting to go up along with the junior juniors and, and the majors and the minors because it was an election year and um, the, the Fed started to lower rates. So we know the Fed's going to lower rates. We just don't know when. They keep jawboning, you know, and saying, you know, it might not be March. Now it's going to be May, yada, yada, yada. But we know it's going to be, it, we know it's coming soon. And every time the Fed has to has, has to lower rates, Gold stocks go up, gold goes up, you know, and t if you take a look at at, the, at silver price and gold stocks, they basically trade in tandem. So when they when when they're showing relative weakness to the gold price, you know, there's going to be some more consolidation going on in the sector. And that's what's been happening ever since the, the, the end of last year. Right. Silver and the miners started to, to show relative weakness and lead gold lower. So when they start to turn, when you start to see the gold miners and and we start to see gold stocks and silver start to show relative strength to the gold price. You know it's about to turn. I mean, you take a look at the silver price and and, and uh, over the past four years. Look at a silver chart and look at a GDX GDXJ chart. They're almost exactly the same, and they're 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 both forming this huge consolidation triangle, right from the from the COVID spike low to from the and the uh, August mid August twenty twenty high. They've been making lower highs and higher lows, and they're coming down into this triangle. And I, I would say within the next two, three months, you're going to have a resolution, either a breakout or a breakdown. And it sure looks like, it sure feels like to me, it's going to be a break, a breakout because um, there's not a lot, of, not, not a lot of people left to sell as far as the br a breakdown is concerned. But what you might see is a false move first. 
That's usually what you see in this sector is you see a false move before you see a breakout in, in the opposite direction. So especially in commodities, when you whatever something is about to break out, especially when it's been consolidating for a long time, you usually get a false move lower first. And that creates the energy for the breakout, right? Because something's not going to break out when it's too overbought and everybody's expecting it. It happens when there's a false move lower first. It gets everybody, it gets all the weak hands out and it, that creates the energy for the bounce, right? It happened at 16, it's 1650 gold, right? Everybody was looking at it was 1675 gold. Everybody was looking at 1675. Wow, and that breaks, the gold's going to go down to 1500, 1450, whatever, right? Well, it broke, and it was a false move. It, it was a it was a bear trap. And what did it do? It reversed, and the gold price went up almost $500 in a few months. So, this is this is what typically happens in this sector. It happened in in you know, in, in early 2016, everybody was expecting the bottom to hold that was building in late 2015. We had a we had a false move lower. It got everybody out of position. It it it, it basically ran the stops of all of a lot of these uh, these uh, speculators that were that were building positions, thinking this is it. It's going to go higher. Well, it got them all out of position. It reversed on the very same day that it broke down. And then it just, it didn't even look back. It went up like 250% in six months. And all those people that got stopped out were afraid to chase it, right? I mean, they, they'd lost money while they were building a bottom. Like, I'm not going to chase. I'm going to wait for it to come back down. And it never did. So that's what this sector does. You know, it it basically tries to fake you out and shake you out as much as, you, as it can before it breaks out. The fake out before the breakout. Fake out and, before the breakout, right. And you had 350 grand, I believe, deployed at the time, and you turned that into a million bucks in about six months, right? Is that the, is the correct story? I mean, absolutely, yes. I mean, this is this is how it works in this sector. I've been doing this, you know, since, since I did something crazy and sold my house and put all the proceeds into juniors back in 2005. You know, I did all this research for, for two years, and I... I, I had a really good feeling after all the research I did. And technically, this thing was about to break out. And let's face it, I got lucky, but I put myself in the position to be lucky. I, I put all that money into juniors. And back at that time, I really didn't know what I was doing. But back in 2005, you didn't know, you didn't have to know what you were doing. Everything went up. And in a couple of years, you know, I became financially independent and I never had to, you know, work for anybody else again. So, I mean, that's how what this sector could do for you. I'm not, I'm definitely not, not, not suggesting that you, that anybody goes out and do that. I mean, I was at the time, you know, I didn't have a family. It was just me. So I was just risking my, my uh, financial future, not the financial future of my family. But ever since then, I've had the, ex the exact same amount of money invested in juniors, either on the long side or the short side. You know, in during the bear market of 20, uh, 2013 down to 2015, I made money on the short side. But $475,000 is what I had invested back when I sold my house. That's what I made on my house. That's what I put in juniors. And now I, I continue to, to, to have that much money invested. But I, but I always take out my realized capital gains. I don't reinvest them. Do you know that number off at the top of your head in the last 15 years? Like what, what did you well, realize? Ever, out since, of ever since the bottom... In in uh, late 2015, early 2016, when I I I started the port, I started my junior portfolio again back in late 2015, early 2016 with 475. I've uh, taken out realized capital gains of 625 thousand dollars coming into this year. So I basically I've I've averaged annual return 
of 18% on my junior portfolio during basically during a bear market because let's face it over the ever since ever since gold bottomed it at at $1000 the juniors have still been in a bear market they've been in a bear market for the past 11 years and the reason why they've been back bear market for the past 11 years even though the dollars even though the gold price has gone up to $2000 is is because you don't have general investor interest in this sector all right, let's point this out though for the newbies. So you okay. made 18% year over year. However, you had 10 baggers in there, such as what you already mentioned. Um, oh, yes. With Quinton Henning and you had some others I know. You had a number of four baggers. So it's those four and yes. five baggers and then a couple of those 10 baggers where you really cleaned up. And right. Then, and then a number of losses like we all do, right? So it's Exactly. Yeah. You're going to you're going to lose, I'll tell you this right now. If you're if, if you're thinking about getting into this sector, you're going to lose more money. You're going to you're going to lose money more times than you're going to than you're going to make money on uh, on the juniors you invest in. You have to look at it like basically you're a baseball player and you want to get in the Hall of Fame, right? And you have to you have to hit over 300, you have to hit over 300 to get in the Hall of Fame if you're a baseball if you're a baseball player, right? So that means they're getting a hit 3 out of every time, 3 out of every 10 times. I say 400 though, Dave. Ted Williams was at 400. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you if 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 you have winners in 3 out of 10, big winners in 3 out of 10, you're you're going to do well. You just have to know when to cut your losses and know when to ride the gains and also you have to know what the hardest part this know is when any, to hold them know when to fold them right as exactly. the song says i mean any fool <laughs> could buy a stock you know when it's when it's tanking like right now right i mean anybody can be can be accumulating right now and anybody can do that but the difficult part is knowing when to sell you know i i've got so many stories of so many stocks that i sold too early and so many stories of so many stocks that i sold too late so mining stocks wear you out or scare you out is the only reason you would be scared out of a stock, so to speak, is if there's something fundamental you don't like that occurs in that oh, stock. Oh, absolutely. That yeah, would, that would be the reason. They, they, they screwed up something that was monumental, something that's that's going to blow up their share structure. That's a big one. You know, if they if they waited too long to raise money, and oh, how, how I've just had, this recently happened to me. You know, I I was expecting this company to raise money. They didn't do it at the window of at the window that they should have. They waited too long, and when I realized that 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 they're going to have to raise money at a lower price, then the street realizes it too. Their stock is going to tank, and that's what happened. So you have to get out. You have to be looking at what the streets looking at in these stocks, and as far as finances are concerned, because you know that window hasn't opened yet where everything gets financed and you'll know when it happens right you knew when it happened in early 2016 when everything started to get fine and i and to tell you the truth i hope it doesn't happen i don't want to see everything get financed because a lot of these companies need to go away you know it, it it needs to consolidate there's too many lifestyle juniors there's like 80 to 85 percent of these things you've heard rick marul say it a thousand times and he's right there's just too many lifestyle companies out there that are that were getting financed. Well, now they're they're on the ropes, and it's easy to it's easy to tell which ones are on the ropes. So it's easy to tell right now which ones to stay away from. And if you know, and it, but if you need if you need assistance in picking the right ones, you can you know in, subscribe to a newsletter like mine. 
And Dave's website is juniorminerjunkiewithay.com. He's been at this a while. If you're new to learning about Dave, you can get on his free email list. He'll send you out a weekly commentary, usually about the macro situation, the Fed, the gold price, and, and a, some light commentary on the juniors. But if you want more detailed guidance, he does have a paid-for subscription. Again, you can find that at his website. Dave, always great chatting, and uh, we'll do it again in about 30 days on the show. Look forward to it, Bill. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10-for-1 returns as there is in small-cap and micro-cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident. And just do your work as best you can. Do your very best. But don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents. But it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on miningstockeducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.